Husker Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. Hi, Britton. Hi, Matt. Rocket Dog Rescue. It's where I got Tallulah Dog. It's where I got Bonnie. I know. All right, that's the point of this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) It is an only in San Francisco charity. They are a wonderful group right here in the city, and they have um, they have saved thousands of dogs in their time. Um, They 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 get a lot of the hard luck cases. They go to a lot of the shelters out in the Central Valley, up north, where I can't even think of the unspeakable number of dogs that are euthanized. And they bring the puppy dogs back to San Francisco, mm-hmm. and they find them a home. Yeah, I got uh, our our current dog, Bonnie, was a rocket dog. Got her at the parking lot at the Stonestown Mall. <laughs> at the, uh, what? Pet Food Express? Pet Food Express. That, yeah, that's what that one is. And uh, she's an awesome dog. She's an awesome dog. Um, and she's the dog you usually hear barking in the podcast. Hey, now. She's got something to say. Got, she does. <laughs> she's at, uh, we actually, the first two weeks we had her, she didn't make a peep. And then, and then I remember I came home one day and she barked and I was like, who has broken into my house? Because they're scaring me. Yeah. Because that's a scary bark. She's got a big bark. Uh, yeah. That's the bark that you think is like going to hurt. <laughs> that's, the, that's the guard dog bark. Uh, so Rocket Dog Rescue is one only in San Francisco charity. What about Muttville? I don't know if they're an only in SF thing. I think they are. Sherry Franklin is here in the city. Um, and she started Muttville, I don't know, eight, 10 years ago, something like that. And she rescues elderly dogs, dogs, um, eight and older, I believe. And they do just amazing work with these dogs that are usually deemed unadoptable and not given a second chance, but she finds homes for them. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, there are other ones that are not just animal related, only in SF charities. Uh, Meredith is... Meredith is an amazing... I don't even think of it as a charity. I think of it as a group you can donate to. That does amazing things that does with a, your money. That Yeah. they. It's, a, it's more of a pay it forward, invest in the future. It's just a really good thing. And I'll stop interrupting you now. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> they pair... Um, they... Uh, they have mentors that help um, students as they are working their way through high school. And then they uh, provide uh, scholarships to college and it's, they provide a four-year scholarship because don't, don't they? Mm-hmm. And with the idea that a one-year scholarship will get you through precisely one year. And if you are unable to fund years two through four, you might not finish school, but this group will fund college for four years and um, they provide a lot of mentoring and um, assistance all the way through. And most of these um, scholarship recipients are um, from communities of color. Most of them are from, they're from lower incomes. Many of them are first in their families to um, complete a college education. I was going to say, I didn't know if it was a requirement um, but as a general rule, it seems like they're almost always like one of the first, if not the first to attend college from their family. Yeah. I don't, I and, honestly don't know if that's a requirement, but 
it yeah. seems like it's pretty common. Yeah, it definitely seems like it's it's fairly. Yeah, I think the program's open to to anyone. But they, because of that, you know, there's uh, a whole lot of kind of like mentoring around kind of all of the other aspects of that. You know, like if if your parents haven't been to college and you know taught you just kind of the tips of the trade of, of college or as it were, or any of those pieces, you know, navigating and a college interview or like, um, like those pieces, they've, they've got like this great support structure and program that goes alongside of it. Um, and yeah. Ryan is super involved in it. And when we were at Zephyr, the founder, one of the founders of uh, Zephyr, Bill Drypulcher, uh, a huge supporter of, of Meritus and uh, they're it's awesome. A, it's a great group. Yeah. Who else? Um, Project Open Hand. They're another group that just right here in the city, they do um, hands-on work every day of every year, practically, if not every day of every year, um, delivering meals to um, elderly and low-income people. Elderly, low-income. Uh, or ill. Right? Or ill. Uh, it started, I don't know that it started, but uh, I believe one of the kind of... Uh, Individuals with HIV who were homebound, delivering yep. food to them. Um, I don't know that that was the original purpose of the program, but it, like early on, it was one of the groups that they served, if I'm recalling my Project Open Hand history correctly. Yep. And have you ever done a, a Project Open Hand delivery route? So here's, here's a fun story. The first time I did a Project Open Hand delivery route, it was back at Zephyr. And guess who it was with? Who? It was with our future manager, Rob Rogers. Oh, really? Yeah. But at the time, I was, you know, like, brand new agent. You were 12. Like, exactly. And he was, you know, half of, like, the highest producing team at, at Zephyr. Um, you know, and here we are out delivering meals. Um, so that was... Were you what, the driver or the runner? I was the runner. So are you kidding me? I did not want to drive. Not with Rob. He'd been doing this, like, you know... I'm, I, I literally, I've been doing this a couple of years and he'd been doing it a lot, lot, lot longer. Like, you know, I would have made a wrong turn and, and, you know, been harsh on myself. And yep. this was pre nav days. And I happen to have strong feelings about realtors and nav systems. So <laughs> I Matt, you fit. have strong feelings about everything. <laughs> well, that's, that's a funny story post holiday breakfast, but we'll save that for another podcast. Um, one of the people, uh, who was entitled an escrow at the uh, holiday breakfast the other day on the way out, you know, she was, she said something, you know, just congratulations on a great year. I can remember when I first met you and thinking, wow, and he's an up and comer. Um, and she, she was involved, um, doing title and escrow in this deal that we were doing. We brought the buyer. The agent on the listing side was a very experienced agent who, who I won't name the name, but past president. And I insisted on doing something in this transaction in some way that was against how they had always done it, but is how they still do it now. And I, I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, apparently I do have strong feelings about things. I wonder what you did. So do I. I want to go look up what the deal was. Um, I can't even remember what the property was, but it was, it was 
a long, long time ago. Anyway, back to Project F in hand. Um, oh, the tangents. <laughs> oh, the tangents we go. Uh, eye-opening experience to do a delivery route for Project Open Hand in San Francisco. Uh, we often talk, or at least I've often talked about, um, the disparity between haves and have-nots. Uh, and you really experience, at least I really experience that on a Project Open Hand delivery route. Mm-hmm. You know, these are uh, SROs that are, you know, next door to the Transamerica Tower or subsidized housing that's a couple doors down from super high-end luxury condo buildings that we visit in a very different context. And the the poverty and the need, uh, it is it is so there, but it, you just, you don't see it. You know, walking down the sidewalk, it's, it's kind of like slightly tucked away um, just far enough. Obviously, these days we see plenty of it, mm-hmm. um, you know, with the, the homeless crisis and housing issues and, and opioid epidemic. And I'm just a bundle of joy here, aren't I? Um, but it was, yes, doing a project open hand delivery route was uh, a very eye opening experience uh, about the reality of who lives uh, and how they live in San Francisco uh, versus what we experience kind of on the day-to-day of staged houses. <laughs> yeah, no, there's definitely, um, there is a lot of stratification here in our fair city. Yeah. Uh, so Project Open Hand is a, a great San Francisco charity. Uh, why are we randomly like going through only in San Francisco charities here, Britain? We wanted to talk about charities. Um, and I mean, obviously people know about the big national ones that, you know, obviously we're talking about dogs. People know about the SPCA. A lot of people know about best friends in Utah. Um, but there are a lot of people here just right here in San Francisco doing great things on a very local level. We like local. It's one yeah. of the things we love about San Francisco, right? Like neighborhoods are neighborhoods. When mm-hmm. you're in the inner sunset, you know it. And well, we know it. <laughs> uh, you know, Russian Hill feels like Russian Hill and, and so on and so forth. Exactly. Um, how about the Welcome Home Project? That is another, obviously, only in San Francisco uh, group. It is a, what they do is they provide not housing, but the stuff you need when you are new, newly housed. You're coming out of a shelter. You're coming off the street. You may have finally gotten housing, but you're not going to have towels. You won't have a microwave. You won't have bedding. You won't have sheets and blankets and pillows and or a coffee pot. And the Welcome Home Project provides that um, to people who are, like I said, coming off the street and being newly housed or coming out of a shelter and really helps people set up their very first home. And or perhaps not very first, but their, set up their new home. Their new home. And uh, the Welcome Home Project is uh, three years old now. And they have served over 1,100 families, which comes out to more than one a day. Um, it's amazing. Which is kind of uh, amazing in a good way and amazing in a sad way when you think about it, right? And right now they're doing a, a, a big project um, for a bunch of uh, veterans um, that are currently about to be formerly homeless. And uh, it's a project of the San Francisco Association of Realtors. Mm-hmm. And it is a, it's a 501c3 charitable. Uh, you can make a, a donation and, and it counts as a charitable donation on your taxes kind of charity. 
Um, so that's uh, another one to consider. There's a lot of them. There are a lot uh, of good causes uh, in San Francisco that you can give your time or your money to. We've given our, our time. We've done a lot of project rebuilds, project rebuilding over the years. Rebuilding together. Rebuilding. Thank you. <laughs> what it didn't start out as like it was Christmas and Christ- Christmas in April. What is it? What um, is it? Rebuilding together is a group that um, helps lower income people who own their homes fix them up. And I'm not talking like, oh, let's, you know, let's flip it. <laughs> let's get this Pantene cup, Pantone cup Pantene. God, the Pantone color of the year palette or whatever. It's, um, it's for people who might need a new roof or they, um, some, many of the houses that we worked on, um, the people just had so much stuff collected that we, um, would get a couple of dumpsters and just clear out their, uh, the, the, the items that these people needed to get rid of. And we would do stuff like fix appliances. And a lot of it was just cleaning and painting and, um, and tidying. Yeah. Yeah. Because a lot of people, if they were maybe in poor health, they had fallen behind on taking out the trash and keeping their living space orderly. And, uh, they just needed help clearing stuff out, getting it cleaned up, making it more livable and friendly. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of things we kind of take for granted that we can do and and just do. Uh, but there's also my experience of this has been that as individuals age, they tend to isolate, and the uh, the worst thing you can do if you're a person is isolate. Um, people need people. People need people. And I think in one of the very first homes I sold, where the seller was a very elderly individual who had been very isolated and at the beginning of the transaction was talking to me about her neighbors eavesdropping on her through the television. Uh, and she took the proceeds from the sale of uh, the property, put them with her investment with an investment banker and moved into a retirement home. Mm-hmm. Um, and she moved into the retirement home at the beginning of the transaction. So by the time we were in contract, she had been surrounded by humanity again for a couple of weeks, and she was a completely different person. Oh, completely different person. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. So the human connection. Um, so the human connection uh, cannot be understated, and people have a hard time asking for help, especially when it was you know something simple like taking out the garbage, mm-hmm. and suddenly they have like a hip issue or whatever, and they can't and one week of garbage that they think they'll get ahead of suddenly becomes a decade's worth of. Yeah. yeah. It builds up quickly. So some interesting situations there. So those are some great, uh, not all of, there are tons more. There are so many worthy projects and people and things uh, happening in San Francisco, but those are a few that we love and have worked with over the years. There you have it. Escrow Out Loud is a weekly podcast about San Francisco real estate from the Jackson Fuller team, San Francisco realtors since 2002. Show notes with links are at jacksonfuller.com. 